Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Saturday, August 6, 2016. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you? Hey, Terry. How's everything going out there in uh, hot Las Vegas? Uh, hot as ever. Hot as ever. <laughs> but, you know, what can I do? Just stay inside and stay cool, basically. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Carol. Du- uh, the link just below her picture there, and that will bring you into our show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. So, Mike, while we wait on our guest, Carol, oh, this here she is now. <clears throat> Hold on, Carol. Let me get you on here. Hi, Carol. Hi. How are you? Sorry, I think I'm a few minutes late. I I couldn't locate the number. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I have it here. No problem. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Happy to have you. Meet my co-host, Mike Reynolds. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? How are you doing today? Okay. Great. Great. Right. Yeah, so, great. So let me introduce you, Carol. Um, Carol Dubach has released or is scheduled to release a new CD called Open the Curtains. Uh, and this is featuring an all-star cast of female musicians, including Sheila E., Mindy Bear, B.B. McGill, and more. So I'm going to let Carol tell us about the rest of that. But welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, Carol. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. So now... Um, I listened to some of the music on here, and I do have a favorite. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. But tell us Mm -hmm. about Open the Curtains. Well, you know, it's kind of, um, it was just a feeling I had at the time of, you know, my daughter and I just time to to kind of feel powerful and and, uh, shine and uh, be confident. it was just kind of a fun song to do, and I really like R&B and funk a lot, so I loved mixing the styles up, and having Patrice Russian on, it's just amazing, because she's ridiculously talented, and threw down the most amazing solo I've ever heard in one take, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so um, I like the blend of, of styles, and I don't know if you're talking about specifically that song, or if you mean the whole album, but... Um, I was talking specifically about that song, but yeah, the whole album was inspired just by, you know, I I really started with feeling like it would be fun to explore uh, working with other women, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, having worked with Jeff Lorber for the last couple albums. um, I'd I'd done one song with Patrice before, um, you know, I don't know, nine years back and just remembered how amazing she is on the piano. Um, I did a song where I had uh, Hubert Laws and Oscar Bashir and all these people, and I I did a live recording, and she just it was amazing. And um, so I I wrote most of these songs in about a week, <laughs> and wow. then had her come over, and I played a lot of the 
instruments on them myself and then replaced some of it uh, with, you know, Patrice. And, and then I, it just kind of progressed from there. I thought, gosh, you know, who's the best bass player? And I discovered Rhonda Smith and, um, of course, B.B. McGill is, like, ridiculously talented um, on guitar and um, Mindy Ebear, who I've known you know, on sax, and I've always wanted to use her on sax anyway and got a chance to do it as she happened to be in town. So um, exploration of amazing um, musicians and, you know, all of them females. It was, a, it was I actually enlightening to me, honestly. Mm. Well, now, now, when you were going into the process of um, even with the first thought of making this CD, was it originally intended to be all female musicians on this, or? Well, you know, um, I like I said, I, I I started just by writing the songs, which is what I always do, and 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 then the thought came to me to um, have Patrice play, you know, piano, and she was available to do it, and came over and just it was so amazing to work with her. And I think it kind of grew out of that. I I okay. I thought, you know what? Let me let me do some research. And I've only worked with, other than Patrice, I've only worked with really uh, men. <laughs> and so I had to do quite a bit of research, you know, on the internet. And you know, of course, I knew Sheila E. and um, but I really didn't know much about Rhonda Smith, and now I'm just a humongous fan. She's so talented, it's beyond belief, on bass. Uh, same with Phoebe. And uh, these women are just amazing. They play as good or better than any any male I've ever, ever worked with. And it was phenomenal to work with them in the studio. I, I put them all, you know, in the studio together at once because I like recording live. I think you get something spontaneous. You can't get, you know, when everything's programmed. So, uh, I mean, one take, one, two takes, without question. I mean, there was just nothing that could be improved on. <laughs> improved on. So, um, no, I did, I, I did, I did actually, when I decided to actually record this album, yes, I did make the decision, you know, I'm going to go for all women. Mm. Now, can mm-hmm. we know... You know, we're very familiar with Sheila E. and Patrice Russian and Mindy Bear, But the other ladies, um, I'm not too much familiar with, B.B. McGill, Rhonda Smith, Cora Coleman, Aubrey Logan, and Jennifer Batten. Can you just kind of give us a little uh, background of who these women have played with in, uh, or, or are playing with now? Well, you know, Jennifer Batten, you would definitely recognize her because um, – she was the lead guitarist for Michael Jackson for 10 years. Okay. Um, you know, you would recognize her with the big blonde mohawk, you know, yes. um, on his tour. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she just happened to be in Los Angeles, and I was exploring the idea of guitar players, which is, you know, female guitar players. Now, once I really looked into it, I found quite a few, but... Jennifer is pretty amazing, and um, she happened to be here, and I wanted a kind of a, an electric guitar solo. And she was touring, and in Los Angeles, touring with, gosh, I gave the Scorpion, or one of those rock bands, 
uh, big ones. I just can't remember the name. And she came over, uh, Ubered it over to my studio, and threw down two ridiculous solos. And, um, you know, so anyway, but she's, that's who she is. Um, And then Rhonda Smith, she plays with Jeff Beck. She was with Prince for a while, uh, quite a while. Um, Matter of fact, I think Sheila E is the one that introduced her to Prince. And um, she's played with everyone you can think of. I don't have the list in front of me, but she's Mm -hmm. just so versatile. I mean, she can play upright, she can play electric, and I mean, I know very few uh, bassists that are good on both like that, and um, and she just puts so much personality into it. She bends the notes, and it's ridiculous. But let's see, B.B. Um, McGill was the music director for uh, Beyonce for eight years, um, a guitarist, um, and she went to... I can well anyway. She went to music school, so she's you know very well rounded, um, and she also played with Pink, and she just has a really amazing, uh, unique ideas on the guitar. And let's see, who is the other person that you met? We uh, missed Rhonda Smith. <laughs> oh, Cora. Oh yeah, I said okay. Rhonda because Rhonda's the bassist, um, and she mm-hmm. you know she played with Prince and Jeff Beck, okay. and but. Um, Cora Coleman is just, you know, they I guess they call her Queen Cora cuz she's the queen. Okay. Um and yeah, I know. She's she's really dominant and amazing and um I mean when she plays the drums, she just looks straight forward and her arms are going all around her. <laughs> but she played with Prince as well and Beyoncé. Um so she's pretty amazing, and uh, let's see, yeah, just great fills, and it really these all these women read amazing. So, okay. uh, and of course, everybody knows Pat- uh, Patrice and Sheila. So I think I covered mm-hmm. them. Oh, Aubrey Logan, she's kind of up and comer, young. I got her name from Patrice, and she's uh, one of the few female trombone players you'll find, and she sings as well. So she's pretty talented um so that 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 be the band that's <laughs> yes, that's a nice band a nice band it to put together. Is. Now, i read that you recorded this over a two-month span um usually when we mm-hmm. when a, when we interview an artist and they tell us you know it took them a year or maybe longer to do us get the cd out and produce it and get it out how did you manage to do this over a two-month span with all of these ladies and their schedule and yours God, <laughs> I let go, let God. I mean, you know, really, the, my new motto is let go, let God, let him lead. And it's amazing things happen. I mean, and I really, really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, but I wrote I wrote everything very quickly, like in a 10-day span. I kind of got inspired. I I was uh, supposed to do a thing with uh, Jeff Lorber, and we were and, – and, and a couple things got in the way of us uh, – you know, doing some shows together, and and um, I I just kind of got a spontaneous thought and wrote them very quickly over the holidays, and then called and scheduled um, and went in and cut everything in two days, really. 
And, mm. you know, as far as the basic tracks, and like I said, when I write, I um, and especially when I write uh, by myself, as I did these, I, I do all the tracks, the drums and everything. And so I knew what I wanted, and I just had the best musicians in the world come and replay some of them, some of the parts, <laughs> you know. It was pretty easy. Now, what instruments do you play, Carol? Well, I play piano, but I'm I'm a music engineer and a programmer, so I um you know, I I program all the other parts and just okay. kind of map it out and then you know, it helped to have Patrice cuz boy can she execute. I mean, I can execute a pretty good part, but she t- takes it to another level, which is nice. And um you know, and then filling in with a BB on guitar and you know, Mindy A. Bear, oh my gosh, she's so good. She came mm-hmm. over and blue. She's crazy. I mean, she just <laughs> takes risks and I love that. I mean, so few people do that. So many people are you know, are in bo- you know, little boxes. They she is not in a box. That lady flies and um so that was just fun. I can't say enough about about these women. Okay. All right. You know, and it just was accidental timing with the whole, you know, all the other things that have been happening. I mean, we have a new, what, prime minister, minister or something. Anyway, in, you know, England and um, female, you know, presidential candidates. So there's just so many things going on, and that was kind of an accident. Well, or or divinely inspired. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So my favorite track on the CD is the title track, Open the Curtains. Oh, good. And I'm going to play that. But tell me about your daughter. I read that she's doing the lead backgrounds in ad-lib. How old was she? Uh, nine. <laughs> she just turned nine. Okay. She's, a, she's pretty, yeah, she's really gifted. I mean, I'm really blessed. Um and I mean, she's always had a really soulful voice from the time she was about, you know, four, five. People noticed her right off. And she's got um, absolute pif- pitch, perfect pitch. I remember she came in, and I was showing Hubert Laws on my. Uh, he played on a, a previous album, and I said, "Watch this, Hubert. <laughs> she's my <laughs> shooting fork." And I, uh, I had her sing. You know, I said, "Sing a B, sing it." You know, and she was like. I don't know, five years old, and she could just sing the pitches without a piano or anything. And he said that's the you know the youngest person he'd ever seen do that. So she's she's a gifted individual. She's her own person. She writes songs. She's written almost an album worth of stuff, but it, it, it's really soulful and very unique. And it's you know I thought I would be writing for her, but she writes so well on her own that um, and it's a different style. So. So she is at yes, nine I'm years old. Her on this. What? My goodness! That's at nine years old. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's crazy, is what it is. But um, wow. you know. Now, Carol, there is a picture on your digital press kit um, that shows a picture of two girls. Uh, which one is your daughter? There's blonde. one in red the and blonde one. the blonde okay. one. So is the other is the other girl a friend? Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. she's a, a good friend, and she's um uh a good singer herself. 
you know. Yeah. So that was that kind of worked out, and I, you know, I wanted more than one. Well, Anna did a lot of the parts on that. Um, I mean, my daughter, but um, you know, I wanted to, to actually originally I was going to use a, a children's choir. I was going to create a whole female kids choir, and mm. I thought, oh man, you know, that was was a little too much to throw that together. So that might have taken two months in of itself. So I just uh, picked the two best singers I knew, uh, one of which was my daughter, and uh, and stacked them. Okay. And I sang a couple of the parts. So. Okay. Well, here is my favorite track on the CD, the title track called Open the Curtains.
That is my favorite track. That's the title track uh, from Carol Dubox's new CD, Open the Curtains. I love that. Thank you. I, I do, too. That I, You know, I think that's mine, too. <laughs> is this my the first time one. she, um, you know, played with you, worked with you on your music? Who? who? My, my your daughter? daughter? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, she's got really good instincts, so I, mm-hmm. you know, Unfortunately for her, I'm always turning around going, what do you think? What do you think? You know, <laughs> like she's an adult because she just she's kind of got an adult ear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this is the first time she's sang on any, uh, you know, anything of mine. Okay. I think. Oh, really I don't actually that. remember. Oh, no. You know what? I did a song when she was first born called Baby Talk. And um, she's, you know, she's going, she's gooing <laughs> or mm-hmm. cooing or whatever they call that, you know. Mm-hmm. Baby talk and she goes la la da da and she hits this one exact pitch, you know, it's really fun. Oh, okay. But that's a <laughs> on an old album. Okay. All right. Now there are six um new originals that you wrote for this um C D. I think there's um, seven. Okay, seven. All right, and then there's a song that you originally wrote for Shante Moore that you wrote in the range of oh, her you're called right, Precious. Seven. Yeah, yeah, that's the seventh. Sorry about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know that I've heard Shantae's. I have to go back and listen to that. Uh, but the Precious. It was the title like cut of her first album. Um, oh. Yeah, Lil Silas was wanted me to write a lot of her first album and. Um, and I like Shantae a lot, um, but I felt like that, you know, they were, you know, it was getting really close to my styles, and um, I was, so I didn't write anymore. <laughs> but um, I wrote that song, and they made it the title title track, and that album, you know, did very well. I mean, it went gold or platinum. I know it went gold, but I don't know. It, it, it did very well for her, and... Mm-hmm. Um, um, they ended up releasing a different song as the single. I can't remember what it was called, though. But matter of fact, Shantae told me that uh, Prince told her that was his favorite song. Now, I don't know if he just liked Shantae. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, so uh, he never, t- I mean, I didn't get to hear it from his, his mouth, but that was flattering. So, But you've never heard it before? I mean, you didn't, you weren't aware of it. I'm not. I have not heard the that particular song. That I have not heard her sing that particular song. But I do think I know the first single that you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, yeah, I think they decided to go with an up tempo. You know, lots of times they do that. But um, but anyway, the album did well, and um, so it was you know the start of her career and. Um, a lot of my style was kind of on the on that song, so I thought this makes sense to put this on here. Plus, Shantae's a great artist, and and I, I like her a lot, so uh, it, it fit the whole album concept. I thought, you know. Okay, so the song that they the the first single that was released from that album was called "Love's Taken Over." That's what I remember. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's kind of an love taking over. Yes, right. yes, exactly, exactly. Now you've also written for Patti LaBelle and Stephanie Mills and Tom Jones. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I read that, I I was really surprised to see that. You know, I worked with uh, Teddy Riley for a while. Do you know mm-hmm. who he is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. 
um, he met me in his studio and or you know somebody introduced us and he liked my songs and so they flew me down to Virginia Beach and I ended up um, writing for a lot of artists while I was down there. Um, we even worked with the Finite Cannibals and now Stephanie Mills was a separate thing. Stephanie Mills kind of came out of the Shante Moore uh, era. So did Jade. There was a group called Jade I worked with. And, mm-hmm. um, wow. Yeah, and so that that was Lul Silas MCA. I was doing a lot of writing for them. Uh, they they thought about signing me at one point, um, but they were confused as to how to market me. <laughs> but um, yeah. actually, it's funny. Larkin Arnold ended up signing me to Electra. Um, he signed, you know, Sade. And, um, Michael did the Thriller album and stuff, and ironically, that album, I worked on that album, they gave me a ton of money, and that album never came out, because you know how these labels end up shifting, and you know, anyway, they ended up dropping like 40 artists and losing Irving Azoff, and uh, so I kind of got lost in the shuffle there, Um, Mm. but it was a great experience, I got to really hone my craft. But uh, through all that, I met a lot of these people and ended up writing for some great artists. So it's been a good run. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, you know, in writing all this uh, music and everything, has there ever been a time when an artist kind of um, looked at the song, liked it, and then kind of looked at you and said, well, why don't, why, why don't you do this song instead of, you know, you give it to me? Well, you know, honestly, it kind of happened the other way around, where I was writing music for myself. And I would go in to meet with the the labels, and they'd say, you know, can we have this for, you know, Vanessa Williams or somebody else? And I was kind of fighting to be an artist, but I, I, I understand now that marketing is so important. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the time I was kind of fighting that fact, but um, I, I understand, you know, they, they have to make money and, and, and they have to be able to sell it and um, – so it was just, it made a lot more sense, I think, to have me write, uh, you know, for people. And um, mm-hmm. it, so so actually Shantae's, the song Precious, I originally wrote for myself. And mm-hmm. uh, and some of the songs I wrote that Patti LaBelle um, liked um, were originally, you know, for myself. But, you know, she's Patti LaBelle and she's out there and, and, and uh and so it was. It was a blessing and and a, a great to work with these people. I mean, I'm just you know, I, it was a blessing to find out I had a, a skill as a songwriter. I didn't even know I was trying to be a singer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what did you write for Patty? Um. Well, you know, uh, when I uh, let's see, uh, there's a song called "This Word Is All" on her album, uh, Gems album. Um, and uh, that that was the main one I think I did with Teddy. Okay. Teddy okay. Riley. Okay. Yeah, that album did okay. well too. And for okay. Stephanie Mills, it was the single, but that wasn't with Teddy. That was with a guy named Vassal Benford. Um, yeah. So I wrote the single on her, uh, and I'm forgetting the name if you can believe it. Uh, I can go look at it. It's on my wall. <laughs> Saving me money and pictures. Uh, what was that? Never do you wrong. Okay. So, yeah. 
Tom Jones is a blast to work with. He's and, a and, boy, you know, is he talented? Yes, he is. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of interested in knowing, you know, with the way that you know Teddy Riley, who was the kind of the uh, originator of the uh, '90s uh, New Jack Swing era. How did yes. you guys, um, you know, kind of mesh together and everything? You know, because that's kind of a a different contrast with the, you know, the the type of hip hop and R&B they were coming out with back in the nineties. Well, that's the kind of stuff I used to do. As a matter of fact, in uh, early, you know, I was a classical major who went back to study jazz, and so I have mm. all that background. But my my core is is really soulful music. I mean. You know, my favorite artist, as everybody else in practically the world, was Prince and um, and Stevie Wonder, you know, well, and yes. Luther Vandross. And I just, you know, grew up mm-hmm. listening to that stuff. And and, and Earth, Wind and & Fire, as, ma- as a matter of fact, I was recently, I was uh, briefly signed with uh, Maurice White. Maurice signed me, and we worked on some stuff together. Um, so that's my influence, Um Really, and so when I worked with Teddy, it was just like, you know, it made complete sense. I I used to write my own tracks. Back in those days, I was programming all my own drums, and I I used Teddy as an influence for, you know, the rhythm. Um, And when when I committed to jazz, I would always try to have some of those rhythms in there somewhere, but yet, but improvise rather than programming them, if that makes sense. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it made sense. Well, I met him. I was working on a project in his studio, and somebody had heard my writing and introduced me to him. And he, they would go through my catalog of things I'd written and submit them to these artists. And um, I guess, you know, I don't know. I, when I went down there, I, I was down there for about two months, you know, on like a Holiday Inn somewhere up the street from the studio, you know. And I go like, finally, I called him like, "Can I leave now?" Um, and at the time, at the time, Will Chamberlain was a very good friend of mine, um, and he was calling me, going, "You know, you know, come back and work on your own stuff," you know. I was like, I was writing for all these other artists, but it was great. I mean, Teddy's so talented and. To this big studio in Virginia Beach, um, and I remember I went in there and they put me in Studio B, and I they found me behind the console rewiring it because it was you know I, I wanted to <laughs> like it's been a really interesting run, you know I just I've I, I feel blessed and it's been great. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was working with Blackstreet at the time and he was working with Michael Jackson. Wow. And so I got to hear all that happening, you know. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I was yeah, supposed kind of... to write for Michael. Everybody wanted to write for Michael, of course. Everybody was like, I want to write for him. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, Carol, I'm going to let you pick the next song that I play. Oh my. Let's see. Really? Yeah. I gotta look at my album and remember what's on it. Um, <laughs> okay, I will. Well, but I'm. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Precious. Uh, ja- you know, some people like the. Um, you caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie to you on that one. I gotta think this one through. And uh, well, I, I know precious. you don't. Yeah, I mean, 
Let's see what people think of that one. I'm looking at my album now. Let's see. Okay. Oh, no. I like In Pieces, too, though, you know. I really like the whole thing. Um, and then pick, pick, try Precious. See how people feel All about right. that. Yeah. All right. We are talking to Carol Dubach. Her new CD is called Open the Curtains. It's scheduled for release on August 19th. And this is Precious. Bye. 
That was precious. Ah, that is nice. And that's uh, Mindy A. Bear on the saxophone there. Nice job with her. Like that mm-hmm. too. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you don't hear her play soprano. Yeah, you don't hear her play soprano often. But boy, can she blow on the soprano sax? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of reviews I would like to read. The first one is from the world of smooth jazz. The best jazz artists lend their style to the genre. Carol does this wonderfully. If this is the first time you've heard of her, it will make you want to listen to her other offerings. And from the music connection, it's a fresh new direction for this often underrated artist. So nice and reviews oh. there. Yeah. Now, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> now, I was going to mention that, you know, you mentioned marketing earlier about the uh, way that, you know, the artists and things like that are marketed. And um, now that you've been in the business for quite a while, on both sides of the track. Uh, what do you think about the way that technology has kind of blossomed now so that an artist can come out and market themselves now? Yeah, you know, it, it's um, – I like it. I personally love it because um, I feel free. And, um, you know, there's – a in some ways for – for some people, you know, there's a, a lot more competition, and it's still it's still kind of controlled in a way by the uh, some of the major labels that have you know a lot of money, and mm-hmm. um, because it's still marketing, but it really does um, lend itself, you know, to for to artists who want to just you know make a difference because you can you can always find a way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I have a pretty good distributor. I'm 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 no. blessed with that because it's you know Orchard and they basically are, are Sony's distribution. So it does help to have somebody like that. But um, you know you can get out there and 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 put it out and and use your Facebook to spread the word. And uh, so it's definitely I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I want to ask you about the cover. Of open the curtains. Where was that picture taken? Um, well, the studio that I use, and I love them. Um, they were so nice to me. Um, the Village Recorders um, in, well, I guess it's, it's Los Angeles, basically. The Village Recorders, and um, Jeff Greenberg over there is amazing, and uh, it's just a great home home for me. I have a studio here at my house, but whenever I need to do, you know you know, band, and uh, that's where I go. And they have a, a an amazing room upstairs that is huge, like, um, old stage, um, you know, performance stage. And that is where I did the photo shoot. Nice picture. You take really <laughs> nice pictures, yeah. Oh, thank you. Really nice. Thanks. Yeah, well, you know, nice. the lady that took this was talented. I lucked up on her. Piper Ferguson. She does a lot of of artist photos, and she had a good eye, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, in addition to working with Maurice White and Teddy Riley, um, I read that you were also a first call for George Duke. How was your time with him? Well, George Duke is um, the one who produced Chante, Mm -hmm. and... um, so, you know, I did the, the vocal arrangement on that and stuff, and so I worked with him mainly on that. And then they were they wanted me to write more things, <laughs> and I 
I went in my own direction because I got my own deal and stuff. And um, but he he had me come back over a few times and uh, work on some other projects. But uh, yeah, he's an amazing was an amazing talent. It's a really sad to see him pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a very nice person, and I love you know his funk jazz style is definitely right up my alley so but mainly on on Shantae and he uh, recommended me for a couple other projects uh Keenan Ivory Wayne Wayne and I think something for TV and so just you know one of the people that you know and work with in the business okay well now can, d- describe the most creative work related project you have done Creative work related. Um, yeah, the most creative huh. project you've worked on. Oh, that's interesting. Let me think. Well, you know, probably the most creative was when I was in college and just doing whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't work related. That was an experiment. Um, creative work related. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I you know working with. Patrice has been amazing. I really think, I mean, you know, Jeff Lorber is amazing, and, 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 and that group was wonderful. I mean, Vinny Coyote was just, I mean, is so talented. But I will say that watching Patrice do that solo on Open the Curtains was just, I, I, I think the, everybody in that recording studio, and it is a big studio with a lot of people, I mean, you know, John, uh, I, I won't say who, but a lot of famous people have rooms there. And mm-hmm. everybody just came down to see, like, who the heck that was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, the way she lets loose and in her vocabulary, she's got so much, I mean, classical, jazz, R&B, and it just all comes out in one take. And then she sits there kind of quietly as if, you know, that's just like another day, you know. That was pretty amazing, uh, I'd say. You know, because it's one thing to solo on a lot of changes, you know, giant steps or a jazz tune that has, but to solo on something that does not have a ton of changes is hard to do. And she made it sound like, ah, I don't know. That was that was a, one of the unique moments for me. But another thing I that I I think was uh, creative working with Hubert Laws as always is always pretty amazing because he also can draw from so many different genres and then just take it to another level. And that first project I did where I had Oscar Bashir, I decided I had to record everybody live, which is hard to do in today's world because the studios aren't set up for that. But I had um, um, Patrice on piano and Hubert on flute and Oscar on uh, trumpet and I do, oh 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 Tony Dumas on upright and that was a really fun day. I did okay. a remake of a Wayne Shorter tune and and everybody just kind of gelled live. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Now, Carol, I wanted to ask you about another CD of yours called I Stand for America. Uh, Tell me about this CD and why you recorded it. Okay, so 
when I did the Dubok album, which is has the song on it, the Wayne Shorter tune on it, I'm talking about that. Um, you know, whereas I was introduced to Patrice by actually Tony Dumas and Hubert. Um, on that Dubok, when I did that Dubok album, um, my publicist or my promotion person at the time um, knew that uh, Larry King and CNN wanted um, a theme song for the 911 event that happened, you know, the horrible thing, the 911. Um, and, um, and so he said, you know, they wanted to pe- play a song, and I wrote it, and they liked it a lot, I guess, and so they they played that song during a tribute to the 911 victims on CNN, and um, I actually asked Tony, I, I did, who did I write that by myself? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I think I might have written it with Tony Dumas. I have to go look. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a wonderful bass player, and... Um, we anyway, I wrote that for that for that particular show, and I think they okay. played it since. You know, it it was one. It's a one song. It's a single. Okay. And just kind of trying to empower America during that time when we Got were attacked, it. basically. Wow! Wow! And I read that forty uh, percent of all the proceeds uh, to go note music was donated to the Salvation Army for that. That song. So that's nice. Yes, that's nice. I, I like the Salvation yeah. Army. They're it's yeah. a great organization. Okay, I stand for America. You can find that on Carol's website, caroldubach dot com. Her last name is spelled D U B. I'm sorry, D U B O C. Dubach. So you can find that on her website. All right, I'm going to close the show with another song, Carol. Um, tell me about Fever. I'll, I'll close it with that. Oh, um, well, that has Aubrey on it, the, uh, Aubrey um, Logan on trumpet. And, you know, I used to do Fever in my live shows. I don't really okay. know why, um, but I did. And on this album, it made sense to do a Peggy Lee song, I think, because a lot of people don't realize that she was a songwriter. Matter of fact, she's uh, credited with being one of the first you know, female jazz, you know, songwriters. Um, and and so now on that song, she, you know, is only credited with writing like a rewrite of the lyrics. But there's other songs, you know, that she wrote for TV and movies. And so, um, and it's such a, a standard that I, I felt like it would be fun to kind of try to do something different to it. Okay. And that's okay. how that came about. Okay. All right. Mike, do you have any other questions? No, I'm all out of questions. All right. Well, Carol, oh, let come us, on. Let you've got more questions. <laughs> <laughs> come come Carol, to the show be... if you're in Los Angeles. Are yeah. you guys, where are you guys located? I should have looked that up. I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. Angeles. Oh, that's yeah. right. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm that. So when is your uh, next are you show? In, are you in Vegas too, Mike? No, I'm in the Washington D.C. area. Oh, nice! That's nice. My sister's there. Well, any I might be playing there at some point. I think we're talking to them, but um, yeah, Los Angeles, August 30th is the release party show, 
And okay. you're invited down if you can get here. I, you're, I'll put you on the list. So it'll be with Patrice and Rhonda and Bibi uh, at Catalina Bar and Grill. It's just our it's our party show, uh, August 30th. So that'll be fun. Okay, we've heard a and, lot about Catalina Bar and Grill um, lately. Yeah, you know they've got some big. I mean, Chick Corea is doing two weeks there. They've got some. They're, you know, Catalina's an amazing woman, and she's always really been the biggest, uh, you know, thing in jazz here anyway. And so she's she's getting all the names. I mean, gosh, Alita Adams is there. Um, quite a lineup of people uh, performing there. It's intimate. Oh, see, I- it's, it's nice, you know. I didn't know Catalina was a woman. Okay. I just thought that was oh, the yeah. name of the bar. Okay. Uh-uh. Right. She's a woman, and she's had it It's 30 years this year. Matter really? of fact, if she'll let me, I'm thinking about celebrating her in my show as well. <laughs> oh, wow. 30 she, years. Yeah. We're just not hearing yeah, about it. It's like this year, we're just not hearing about this bar and grill. You know hmm. why? Because so many people are playing there. Um yeah. Like I said, I mean, Chick Corea, and I mean, of course, names are escaping me now, but people like Alita Adams and you name it, they're on there. You know, go to the website and it's, um, oh, Mickey Howard played there. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Remember Mickey Howard at all or no? Yes. Yes. No, yeah. I do. I do. It's funny because when I first heard of this place, I thought it was on Catalina Island. So that's yeah, what, you know, it, that's yeah. easy to confuse. No, it's yeah. right dead in the middle of Hollywood, and it's a great venue with great food, and it's it's a nice size. It's big. It's got a great sound system. So I think that's why people are attracted to playing there, because when you when you play this kind of music, you you definitely want people to to listen and appreciate it, and, and that's the one nice, really nice thing about that place is that it draws a, a crowd of people that appreciate, you know, this kind of music. Oh, okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we'll have to, have to drive down there and check out a show. Please. That'd sure. be great. Yeah. Well, let me know if you're yeah. going to do that. Well, okay. Um, I'll buy you a drink, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your right. name will be at the door as my guest. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Well, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Oh, well, you know, um, Facebook I, is Carol Dubach Music, um, and so love to see you there. And, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Carol Dubach 3, I think is my, you know, it's pretty easy to find at Carol D-U-B-O-C. You can find me all over the place, I think, now, and I have a website, too. Um, okay. Pledge Music, we're doing a Pledge Music campaign, and helping international women in jazz uh, send a girl to intensive jazz camp at the New Jersey Performing Arts Company. So if you want to pledge pledge uh, money, um, you'll get a signed CD um, or a signed poster, or there's a VIP backstage pass to the show. So that's also something else that's happening. Um, so, yeah, visit, visit the sites and check it out. And... Uh, I look forward to seeing everybody. I hope you like the music. August 19th is when the, and the album's officially released. All right. Well, congratulations to you on the new album, and thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk to you. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Talk to All you right. soon. You have, thank you. You have a good day.
You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Carol Dubach. Her new release is called Open the Curtains, scheduled for release on August 19th. So definitely check that out. And if you're in the California area, check out her August 30th show at the Catalina Bar and Grill and visit her website, caroldubach.com. All right, Mike, anything going on in your area? Uh, no, nothing's going on in this area this weekend. Uh, but next right. weekend, we have the Richmond Jazz Festival down in um, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. That'll be next cool. weekend, cool. the 11th and the 12th. Okay, good, good. And then coming up here in Las Vegas next Saturday, August 13th, Peter White will be here. Um, Lori is coming in for that, of course, so I'm going to hang out with her. And uh, enjoy a concert with Peter And um, somebody else she told me was coming in I can't remember but somebody else is coming in as well So alright well good Alright I'm going to close the show with Fever from Carol's new release Open the Curtains You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host The Jazz Queen And Mike Reynolds And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time Thank you for listening This is Fever
to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.